right, all right, all right. Testing one, two, three. All right. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, now that all my boys are finally back, it's been a long time coming. Long time since we did a a roundtable. So, we're going to get back to the swing of things. So, before, before we get started with everything else, uh, there, I got some announcements to make, guys. So, what's going to be happening, of course, um, I'm going to be starting up, of course, the uh, the anime um, day, the manga, the manga day. So, that's going to be started up. I'm probably going to start doing that on a, a Thursday. And I got the lovely Miss uh, Ray Banks that's going to be one of my, our co-hosts for not only... Uh, Nintendo Day, but uh, all things gaming and manga day as well. I'm uh, going to be joining us uh, for the round table as well. And then I also that'll be joining us as well. So the crew is going to be expanding. And uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty good, man. Uh, so far, so making some power moves. Power. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be some some exciting things uh, we're gonna reach on that, and you guys trust me, you guys are gonna love Miss Ray Banks. She is great. She's uh, she's living in uh, Shanghai, um, actually, uh, Shanghai, China. She's really cool. Like she's so she's very she's a very good experienced uh, person, and she actually does customize. Uh, she put together uh, PS4 controllers, customized them, which is cool, you know. So, the, we, you definitely, guys, you're going to hear the story. You're going to love her. So, she's going to be on next week. So, that's going to be a big show. Um, Blue Viper, I think Blue Viper, he got busy. He was he was ready um, at 3 o'clock, but he got busy. So, yeah, uh, yeah we'll see him on, we'll see him next week along with everybody else. Oh, that's coming on. So, um, and uh, Mr. Doobie Dub, he's actually one of the new co-hosts that's going to be coming on to the All Things Gaming Show. So, um, when he finally gets in, that'll be great. Uh, right now, he's got a party, so he's just listening in, seeing how everything goes, um, how we do everything. So, we want to give him a good show, for the most part. So, uh, anything... Anything you guys want to definitely relay? Anything you guys thinking about uh, for this year when it comes to the podcast? How we're going to do everything? Any thoughts? Any ideas? Knock yourself out, Sergio. I'm walking between rooms right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Sergio. Ideas, ideas, ideas. Um, I wish there was a better platform. I do like Anchor, but. I don't like doing it on my phone per se all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh. And that's another topic that we're getting into uh, when it comes to announcements. So we are going to be um, soon going fully on uh, YouTube, but we'll still be doing uh, the Anchor as well. So what, how we'll do that is when we're recording on Anchor. You remember when we did the show, Sergio? 
Yeah. Uh, for the Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll do that, but we're also recording it on on Anchor as well, so people can listen it on the go. So okay. it'll be the same show that we just you know. We'll be on YouTube as well. Okay. And streaming on Facebook and stuff. So like that's that. another thing. I like that. I like that the multi-platform thing. That's right, man. Give you more viewers and more people will be tuning in live when it comes that. So that's another thing we're going to be doing. And for all the guys who plays Destiny and who is also, you know, in the chat, um, definitely announcements. The Discord is finally finished uh, for the clan. So I'll definitely be uh, sending that out to all of you guys. Um, later on today, so that way you guys can get in on it. Um, and it'll also have the Last City Radio tab on there, so that way you can listen into new episodes. Uh, we'll be putting up videos and, you know, raids and all that type of stuff that we need to do. That stuff will be um, definitely um, given to you guys later today. So, that's another thing. And uh, we're going to be really starting to kick back uh, Nintendo Day again. Um, that's going to be the start again. Of course, Ray Bank is going to be with us. She loves Nintendo. She loves a lot of stuff as well. So that's going to be that's going to be fun. You know, make sure that you jump in on it from time to time again. So, uh, yeah, so it's going to we're, we're kicking it back off again. So it's going to be a very busy time for the Last City Radio. Uh, future, for the future, definitely want to get the Last City of Gaming dot net started soon you know getting that um <clears throat> created definitely got to start well, we have the created. we have the dot com reserved mm-hmm. there we go yeah. yep and then uh from there i do want to get article writers as well you know who who writes gaming articles as well so that way we'll have like everything that people want to see want to know anything updates thoughts on things you can get them from the articles and We'll have a lot of stuff from there. So, and we're we're gonna be getting to the course, the Teespring, you know, the apparel's and all that stuff. We're gonna be working on. Um, we got a couple of people that I'm talking to, as far as designs. Um, that that's gonna be happening. So, keep a lookout for that. That's gonna be a later update. So that is all the announcements today, guys. So now let's get into the show. So welcome everyone to the newest and youngest gaming podcast on the net. We're almost going to be the newest. We're always going to be the oldest podcast on the net. Nah, that's probably going to happen years from now. But <laughs> um, we're this is episode fourteen. You know of the LCR, all things gaming roundtable, and I got my two co-hosts, the two originals, uh, joining me today: Ronan five hundred three and Agent Chavis. A.K.A. Mr. Sergio. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up, y'all? What's up? What's up? Uh, what? Who's going? Ronan, you go first. I went first last time. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, like, currently tethered to my laptop right now because after the Destiny podcast yesterday, I apparently left my headset on, and it was mm-hmm. the doornail, so now i got it plugged into my laptop, and I'm just kind of chained <laughs> to the couch. Uh-huh. At the you're, you're probably playing RuneScape or some, like, free PvP on there. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Nah. It's, uh, I picked it up earlier when P was like, let's go, and I went to turn it on, I was like, hey, it's already on, and it's totally off. This is awesome. <laughs> that, that that Destiny podcast was fire, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good uh-huh. time. 
Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, we better have some really good times. Next week is going to be a super huge show, guys. Definitely going to be a big for Sunday. So that's going to be fun. Definitely got to be here 3 o'clock on the dock, guys. It's going to be great. Trust me. And uh, what's going on with you, Sergio? How you been enjoying your uh, holidays? It's been good, man. Uh, I pulled a Ronin and I bought a PS4. There you go. Yeah, so I've... There you go. <clears throat> I've only played like 32 minutes of it, though, because uh, I've been mm-hmm. too busy with a bunch of my Switch stuff that has been really good. Um, been on the Switch gang. And then Switch is doing this massive port of classic, classic games. And I have been playing yeah, the man. heck out of Resident Evil, Assassin's Creed. Uh, there's been a lot of mm-hmm. good stuff on there, so... Um, but I did. Yeah, I man. did pick up. Uh, did pick up Spider Man. The first thirty minutes of gameplay, man, it's great. Man, I was hooked. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a great game, man. Definitely. I'm glad you finally with the PlayStation brother in as well. You know, so that is wonderful, guys. And uh, I've been doing pretty good lately. You know, just trying to make connections and uh, been working, of course. But you know. Um, been playing a lot of games. I got a chance to get into Elder Scrolls Online. Been doing playing that as well. Uh, of course, along with Destiny, and you know, just been playing some other games. Rainbow Six Siege, getting my Siege game back up. You know, they got the hot DLC characters to drop, rework the map. So, yeah, man, I've been enjoying myself on that. On that end, so time to get into it, fellas. We got some topics today. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in here on The Last City Radio. And as a reminder, if you want to become a sponsor on the show, all you got to do is click that right button. From here, you can help this platform grow to new heights, whether it's getting new equipment or paying for special guests. And getting a ticket to PAX East, Guardian Con, or even E3 and interviewing your favorite devs. All right, guys, I appreciate you, and we're going to get back to the show. That was me. I pressed that on accident. It's all right. <laughs> so, like I was saying, we got some topics today, boys. So, the first and foremost on the chopping block today is this is actually a pretty um interesting one. Um, you know, I think we already kind of knew it, but it says major PS5 compatibility feature reportedly revealed according to a new report. The PS5 controller, um, presumably dubbed the DualShock 5, won't be the only PlayStation controller compatible with PS5. More specifically, a new report from Respawn first makes the claim that the PS4 controller DualShock 4 will be fully compatible with the next-gen console. Um, This is not really... Yeah, I know, right? This is not only excellent news for fans of the controller, but it is a good sign that we could be getting full backwards compatibility with the PS4. So, guys, what are you guys thinking about that? You think it's great? I know from Ronan, me and Ronan, you know. What, what are you thinking? Think it's gonna, think you think it's, it's a good I, thing? I think it's a good move just because, I mean, the PS5 has been out for a good while now. 
PS4. <laughs> I wish the PS5 was out for a good while now. Uh, I think I'm hearing a robot. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Danger oh, agent Chavez. <laughs> robot Chavez. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's having a hard oh, time over there. Robot Chavis, you're probably going to have to... <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of it's like the remix. It's all right. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I guess that he turned into a robot. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have to back yeah, out. Sorry, PS4. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, what you what was you saying, uh, Sergio? And uh, I think he's out. So while well, he's getting it together out of the bushes, yeah. So it kinda, Roman- yeah, it sounds kind of um. It goes into what we were kind of talking about yesterday, and it totally left my mind when we were talking about it. And when I read the article, I was like, oh yeah, well that answers the D two question right there. Really, right? Like that's right. Put it in our PS fives, and off we go, and still be able to play with the presumably right. Still be able mm-hmm. to play with the PS four people. I would hope, but I like, would hope. I'm not going to be unplugging mine anytime soon after that thing comes out, just in case. But right, right. But still, it's like I just went out and bought this, uh, just the the one of the you know they put those new colors out. I went and I got the purple one over uh, uh-huh. the uh, Black Friday, and you know these controllers are going to be fine. They're still good. It was I was uh, playing right. Bleach. But this is going to be a personal opinion, and since Sergio's not here, I'll take an opportunity to trash Xbox for a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I, so I would play and I would try to play um, Destiny right on mm-hmm. my Xbox because the something about those sticks, man, the sticks on an Xbox controller drive me insane. Uh, nuts. Yeah, it's not as I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's kind of like super off topic, but I had to get it off my chest. It's been bothering me for a while. When I'm just sitting here by myself, <laughs> telling the cat, she's just looking at me like I don't even got thumbs, dog. I don't know. So it's uh, right. Yeah, man, but I love that. I think it goes back to the fact that I love the DualShock so much. I know a lot of people hate the the sticks or whatever, but uh, anybody who plays any kind of games, I think, should be able to. I bounce back and forth. You put either controller on my hand, I don't think about it for more than a second as far as like where my thumbs mm-hmm. are. So it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, I love that thing, man. It's, uh, I'd be happy to keep using mine. And I can't imagine how different they're really going to be. Yeah, true. I definitely agree with you. And Lady Ray Banks probably agree with you too. Shout out to Lady Red Banks. Um, but uh, yeah, like it. I'm excited for it. That's great because now that tells me, okay, so now that they're doing that, you know that they're going to do the, the backup, com- you know, the combat- compatibility with the uh, the actual games. So that means if I buy the PS5, I can play all my old games that I have and don't have to worry about it. and play Destiny on there. You know what I mean? I can just carry Destiny to it, and I don't have to worry about it. The only thing is yeah. probably we're talking maybe, of course, you know, 60 frames and all that type of stuff, 1080p. But, I mean, to be able to play that? Come on, man. That's the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah that's pretty nice. Yeah. So, Sergio, Still, can you hear me? back out of the bushes. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah fix your modulator. Yeah, I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So, Sergio, what you think about the the controller, man? The compatibility, compatibility. Uh, I think it's pretty good because um, getting used to a new form factor for people, I think, can be you know kind of interesting or upsetting. One of the two. Um, I still think PlayStation or Sony needs to work on the their remote in general. I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's particularly. <laughs> I don't think it's particularly comfortable. Uh, yeah, we just had a conversation about that where I was on the complete opposite tack. Where it's like, I think the PlayStation mm-hmm. con- con- controller is the most comfortable, and the Xbox one makes my hands hurt after about ten minutes. Wow, that's complete opposite, man. But see, I think it's more also too goes along lines with like you play Xbox more, and I play PlayStation more technically. But it Too also comes down to kind of it, it comes down to kind of what you're playing too. Because when I'm playing, say like Outer Worlds or something on my Xbox. It never really bothers me, but if I'm playing something that's like super intense, like Destiny, I guess where I'm gripping the controller a lot harder or something, and I'm just more into it. <laughs> that one, that yeah. one really starts to bother me, but like the other ones don't. So it could just very well be game specific and like how intense you are into the game, like white knuckling the controller. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I got fat hands, so they just you know having not you know the surface area of a PS4 controller compared to an Xbox controller is way different. You know, mm-hmm. that might have something to do with it. Well, they did have we not gonna... talked about the Switch controls? Like, I, it's just, it's so weird out of my element, bro. It's, Which... it's, it's so weird out of my element. Well, yeah, I'm so used to them now just because I, I play them hardcore now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm used to it. And I can, and the Switch controls are kind of similar, like, in as far as button layout, similar to the Xbox with the X, Y, X, or whatever. And, so my my brain can correlate letters, but I, it can't correlate shapes, man. That's what I'm yeah, having. The thing that just gets me about the Switch controller is, no matter how much I play any game or what I'm doing, I never always get DNA mixed up. I'm always trying to confirm, and I'm back. <laughs> right, right. I definitely agree with you that on that sentiment, guys. Like, yeah. So yeah, it, um, this tells me that. You know, backwards compatibility is going to be great, and uh, of course, you're going to be able to. Because we were just having this conversation, Sergio, uh, yesterday on the podcast before we started in Destiny. Um, You know, we was talking about the next generation consoles and the next generation we're in, and uh, like back backwards compat is actually a very critical thing. You know, especially nowadays, a lot of guys, a lot of people are like, "Well, I still want to play my old games," you know. you know, even if I do get, you know, the new systems, I don't want to have to be like, oh, well, now I got to get a whole new, like, lineup of new games, and I can't play my old games. With that backwards combat, it eliminates that aspect, which will pretty much make people more of an incentive to get the next generation console. Like, well, you know what? I can still play on my controller, you know. It, you know, push come to shove. I don't have to fully adjust to the new controller setting. Um, you know, and I can play my old games as well. well more I, I think I, I think I'm more on the um, I'm more on the side where they most gaming companies should take what Apple does and just rip the bandage off and come out with something completely different that throws everyone off. You know, they've done that. Whenever they switched from the iPhone, they went from like the thirty pin to the lightning charger. It flipped people out. Mm-hmm. We're going from regular USB to USB C. I think, I don't know. I think people are just so used to having what they had, mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> I'm not always on I'm on the same page with it. I think I'm on the same page as being innovative, doing something next gen. Um, so I think it's cool that they're trying to keep alive their compatibility, but I think eventually that stuff's going to have to go away. You know, I mean, if I guess, I guess eventually, you know, and if we're talking, if we're talking in future wise, I guess eventually it will have to go away. But we're also thinking of this, you know, those are classics. Now, to your point, like they said, they could be doing the trick like this. You know, a PlayStation, a PS3 Mini, a PS4 Mini, stuff like that. That will probably start to take its place, you know, later on. But, you know, for right now in this generation, now, because we can't really talk about PS4 generation anymore, because now we're in 2020, next generation. So, uh, you know, to carry that stuff, PS4 stuff, Xbox One stuff, you know, compatibility is actually a good thing. And I think it's a more than incentive for people to say, you know what? I want to see the new graphics. I want to see new specs. I want to play the new games as well. But I also still want to be able to play my old games that I've been playing as well. Well, so, I think you know. the the downfall of having things like that catch on to, to me, to both uh, Microsoft and to Sony's... Um, is that they they went ahead and re-released both consoles a couple of times. You know, you have, like, the PS4, right. you have the PS4 Slim, and you have the PS4 Pro, and then you have the Xbox, Xbox One X, and they got the, mm-hmm. the, the was it, the, the One S, and then you have the other one. I can't Xbox Sad Edition. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got all the different editions, and the thing is, a lot of that stuff people are gonna, not going to like because you have to understand that a lot of the the things that they could have held out on would have been like, oh, okay, we should have saved 4K gaming for next gen, you know? People are just mm-hmm. getting into 4K gaming, and 4K gaming is starting to become more available, but now people are still dropping two to $300 on these new consoles, which right. to, me, to me, if someone just got a PS4 as a gift last year, why? I don't know. Like, why would I want a PS5? Uh, yeah, and I, like I said, I can understand that sentiment as well. Uh, and a lot of times, people and for this, this has was been a very tricky topic I've seen through Twitter and everything like that. Is the fact that there were people on Black Friday that was getting PS4s for the first time, getting Xbox for the first time, you know, getting Switch for the first time. And uh, you, the thing about that is that. Lo and behold, well, it's the end of the generation. This is the next generation now, you know. So it's like, was it really worth it to go and buy that PS4, knowing that the next generation is coming out with back backwards compatibility, you know? Yeah, which so is there's crazy. also yeah, that thing. True. Well, the uh, Xbox and Microsoft, they they were smart. No offense to Sony, um, but they're the basic- slander. <laughs> Their basic console, the P- the Xbox One X S or whatever, One S was on sale for one forty nine during the holidays. I saw, and that mm-hmm. that console alone is a standard four K Blu Ray player as well. Which even if mm-hmm. it gets outdated, you could just use that Xbox to watch four K movies, man. And right. with the with the PS Four Pro or the PS Four Slim, they play games 
in 4K, but they cannot play 4K movie disc. Mm-hmm. Sorry, now and I got a PlayStation Slim yeah. right now. Yeah, well, sorry, the Slim does HDR. I'm sorry, HDR yeah, for does. the Slim and 4K for the Pro, but neither of them can play 4K movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, which was never something that I personally found very important, and I don't think really most people did because you know they only sold like a hundred million PS4s. So right. it's it's not something that is that important. I don't think I've never thought about it. I got that Xbox One X what like four months ago. I have yet to put a UHD in there. Hey man, it's mm-hmm. important, right? I mean, it does, you know, from from that standpoint. Yes, it does support that. I just think, I just think, you know, they for this generation, they was really focused in on what the PS4 could actually do, you know, with its specs and how they wanted the gaming aspect of it, you know, to go. You know what I mean, Sergio? No, Sergio. I think they threw him back in the bushes. But uh, yeah, so like, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it never hurts to have features, right? I mean, it's always good to have right. all the options at your disposal. That's why we sit here own all the consoles, right? But that's right. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it always, always comes back down to the games. It always has, you know, what what games are coming out. You know, that's what everyone's looking at. Okay, so yeah, that's all I have for that one. So. Ronin. Yes. Now here's a here's a spicy topic right here. Will the PS5 and next gen Xbox force Nintendo to launch a Switch Pro this year? Uh, so yeah, I don't think it'll force them to. I mean, this thing's been in the rumor mill for like ever now, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's an inevitability. It's just uh just depends on when it happens i don't know i don't think nintendo ever feels particularly forced to do anything because they never release when anybody else does anyway that is also correct you know when it comes to that you know but let's see what they let's see what they're talking about so um uh so apparently after denying all the reports that said um a cheaper switch console was in the works nintendo released this which light last late summer a handheld-only console meant to deliver the same gaming experience as the regular version. You know, except for docking mode. Um, reports last year also said the Nintendo was working on a beefed-up version of the regular Switch, but the company never launched one. Nintendo did upgrade the regular Switch last year, but the new version only brings over better battery life. But considering that both Sony and Microsoft will release their next-gen consoles, PlayStation and Xbox models, um, respectively, this year, should be should expect a more expensive Pro uh, Switch Pro this year. Mm. So you know, from what they're saying so far, is like they they feel like well, since that. Since that we all know that Xbox and PS5, this is their this is their year, this is their time, you know. And from what I've been reading, also in the article, it also says like, you know, we already know once the next generation consoles come, Switch is going to really be behind when it comes to specs and everything like that, you know. And mm-hmm. it's it that's kind of going to be that's going to be kind of concerning in a way. You know, when it comes to that, because usually, you know, 
if they're going to release something, they usually release something at least a couple of years down the line. And uh, for them to not have nothing going into this next generation is kind of like, woo, you know? So, yeah, I mean, don't have what do you to, think? Like, uh, you know, they never, like, the Switch is underpowered compared to current ones we have now, right? Yes. But, definitely. I mean, it's still, that's fine for what it is. It's fine. It's not like a, a knock on it or anything. But it's, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, eventually they will have to do something because it's not just even just because of anything these two companies are doing, but, you know, technology and life moves on anyway, regardless. So they're going to have to do something to slightly keep up, but I don't think they'll use it this year, if I just had to guess. I'd say probably they'd wait a few months, maybe next spring again. Yeah. And what if they give us some breathing room? Can you imagine this holiday if you're looking at a Series X, a PS5, and one of those? (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a lot, man. I mean, most people would have to pick and choose anyway, right? So right, they might. And we still don't know the prices. We still don't know the prices of everything. Sergio, are you back at the gas station making another microwave? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but so Sergio, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. But, yeah. So Sergio, what we what we just discussing is um the the next topic, which is do you think that because of the uh the PS5 and the next generation Xbox, will for do you think it's going to force Nintendo to have to go ahead and launch a Pro this year? I I don't think so, man. Just because they've just kind of been. They've kind of been like the Ferrari of the whole thing right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with their Gen 2 coming out. They didn't really have to revamp the device much. And a lot of a lot of um, Switch players, they're not really looking for 4K gaming experiences. Like, surprisingly, the Nintendo Switch Lite, it's done really mm-hmm. well if you look at it. If you look at the numbers. Right. It's actually done remarkably well, so I don't think they're... I mean, I think having a console that you could dock and then take out and do 4K gaming, yeah, that's pretty cool, but I don't think the need for it is there just yet. I think Nintendo has the ability to put that in their back pocket and to say, well, this will be our our wild card when it is required, but it's not. it's not something that needs to readily happen right now. Mm-hmm. Now, what some people will say, Sergio, is, "Hey, we but Sergio, think about this. You know, the specs, everything is going to be way behind. It's already behind now. It's going to be way behind when the next generation consoles come out. Well, how do you think that's going to affect people and affect the brand in general? Well, I think I think as far as the brand, uh, Dave always kind of played a slow, steady race." If you just look at the way the consoles released over the year, and I think that's going to be kind of their success factor there just because, yeah, they might be behind on technology, graphics, their interface might be a little outdated by now, but to be mm-hmm. honest, people are still buying these things like hotcakes, you know? Right. You got, you, got right. A lot of, you got a lot of people that are coming on board. You got a lot of nice ports that are coming over, which, you know, they're porting games that came out on the PS3 on the Xbox, which don't require a lot of power. Mm-hmm. So they're porting over a bunch of games that even came out on PS2. So yeah. They're, they're, they are doing 
a phenomenal job keeping the brand and keeping the console moving forward where they don't have to do a lot of things. That game console sells itself, to be honest. Right, it does. And I definitely agree with you. I I definitely I'm not I'm definitely not refuting that. And I definitely agree with you when it comes to that. I think from what people have been saying is like, you know, of course, you know, we know that of course like 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 we talking about the specs. You know, the specs and everything and then you got the developers, you know. Just just think about this. You know how some games are multiplat that comes out. You know, the next generation games coming out, you know, they got to, the developers will have to scale it back to old generation just for it to, you know, port on the Switch right now because of the specs. Don't you think that, don't you think it's going to be more of a hassle because now you got to switch from what you've been working with to the newest thing that you've been working with to, you know, have to scale it back? Don't you think that's going to cause some kind of concern when it comes to developers? Yeah, but I, I think it'll cause a concern later later on down the road. Not right now. And I think that's the biggest thing is they're worried about what's going on right now with the next-gen consoles. So we mm-hmm. all really want to see, because Sony's done a phenomenal job of kind of keeping most of the details in the dark. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is great, you know, because speculation leads to disappointment, right? People are exactly. trash talking trash about the new xbox the way it looks because people want a console they don't want another they don't, they don't want a gaming pc you know and that's what it right, looks like right, right? <laughs> yeah i mean now i didn't get a chance to get your opinion on the that i got uh sergio's and blue viper's opinion on it but i want to get your opinion on the xbox series at series x and also it's reveal at uh at the award show, you know, what were you, what was your initial thoughts when you seen that trailer for the first time? Uh, I don't know too much money to be a console from what I was reading. A lot of the, a lot of the analysts are saying that device is going to cost anywhere from five to $600 for five to $600. You can buy an entry level gaming PC, you know, right. And I think, I mean, yeah, the hardcore gamers will probably get it. And I think it's kind of a cool concept that this thing's supposed to rival most big. It, it can hold, what, 60 frames a second. It can do a bunch of unprecedented mm-hmm. stuff that you haven't seen in consoles before. But I, mm-hmm. I think they're steering away from it actually being a console to being more of a. PC, and I think that's where Sony has the chance to really make a impact on the gaming community by mm-hmm. releasing a true console. Because it looks like Microsoft is moving towards gaming platform-ish, gaming PC platform console. The Switch is more mm-hmm. of a handheld thing, but if if mm-hmm. Sony can somehow keep the actual console driven idea alive. Yeah. yeah, right, alive. Keeping it keeping it an actual console at a decent price point. I think the next uh PlayStation could be it could be a phenomenal thing. Only right. if, it, now, only to if that they point, improve though. they have to improve one thing. They have to improve yeah. their controller design. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always gonna laugh at that because I totally disagree. But <laughs> everybody's got to your point though preferences. True, true, true. 
But to your point, Sergio, like you were saying, so do you feel like that Phil Spencer dropped the ball when he released, when he revealed that um, at the Game Awards, or do you think that was a a, a winning shot for them as marketing-wise? Well, I think uh, Phil Spencer's done a lot of good things. The cross-platform stuff is great. First mm-hmm. of all, hats off. Thank you, because, you know, people are loyal to their brand, right? So right, op- opening right. up cross platform does nothing for your sales, doesn't hurt you. It just makes the community way more vibrant, which is great. Uh, secondly, yes, I think this new console probably is going to hurt the brand because when I want uh, when I want something gaming, especially a console, I want a console. I don't want a gaming PC. I I have a gaming <laughs> PC. I have a I have a gaming PC that I built and I don't even play it. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't need something. I don't need something else like that. I need an actual console. You know? mm-hmm. Now, now, what people has been saying too? I've been seeing this polarizing topic. People were saying like this. Uh, I've heard it. Even I've heard Xbox people say this. You remember the PS3? You seen how ugly the PS3 looked, but it was one of the most powerful consoles of its time. You know why? Why they're saying why are you guys hating on hating on the Xbox Series X when they're bringing back the power? Oh man! Yeah, I don't know. yeah he's gone again. Uh, uh, straight in the bushes again. <laughs> <laughs> sounded like he was outside near the bushes to begin with. So right. Be right. Nice day doing a little hedge trimming or some shit. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> It's, so uh, what do you think, Ron? It, it doesn't bother me the way it looks. Honestly, I think it looks kind of cool. I'm just it's different. It's just mm-hmm. different. Most of the time, we just get. Cause I'm sitting here looking at my Xbox and my PlayStation, and they're just these basic little black boxes, right? They mm-hmm. kind of right. like nothing like incredibly special about the way they look. Nothing like no like real definitive style to them per se. It, exactly. Like, I think that I think the Xbox looks kind of neat. It's like yeah, cool it looks pretty about, unique. Like, the biggest thing I hear is people talking about, like, well, how am I going to fit it in my entertainment center? And I'm like, well, I don't know, man. You'll figure it out. All right. You want it bad enough, you'll figure it out. <laughs> right. But what I'm, what I'm saying is this. A lot of times, the ugliest consoles are the most powerful consoles that, that's been put out. Like I said, I'm going to keep continuing to go back to the PS3. That was a ugly-looking console, but its power dynamic was phenomenal on it in its time, in its generation. And yeah, like at I said, the end of the day, I mean, how much time, once you get it, you pull it out of the box, you look at it, and you're like, ah, oh, cool, okay, this is what it looks like. And you set it there, for the first couple of days, you might look at your new little baby, right, and be like, ah, oh, look at you. But mm-hmm. now it's like I spend more time looking at my TV playing the game than I do staring at, like, the <laughs> form factor of my console. Right. And and you 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 bring up a fantastic point of that. It's like, why do you guys care the way it looks? As long as you're gonna be able to play those new games that comes out, it looks phenomenal aesthetic wise on the TV. Why do you guys care about how it looks? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean maybe they got lots of like I don't know neighbors that just stop by and point and laugh at all their shit. Look at that rectangle. You know, it's like uh, it's like <laughs> what is that dumb thing? Is that a PC tower? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's like uh they you know people I've been hearing so many people are having this argument about it. Oh, you know, it it looks terrible, but come on now, just think about it. 
we don't, you know how powerful this thing is probably, look at, that fan is huge. I know that fan is huge. Yeah, you know, I think that's another reason that it looks the way it does. It's, it's probably the best form they could think of was somewhat like a, it's, it's not a tube, but you know what I'm saying, like a long rectangle like that that's still got aspects of that to it. It's just to blow the heat right out the top of that thing. It yeah. Just the heat right through and right out, because if they're not going to put liquid cooling in this thing, then it's it's, it's, it's going to get hot. Yes, very so hot. That you was know. probably the most efficient way they could think of to drain the heat out of that machine. Mm-hmm. Now they could have added liquid cooling to it. That's probably why the the, the price is probably going to be about six hundred dollars. You know, uh, it's it's. I think that's going to be the highest. My thing is probably going to be the highest game system. You know, to come out. You know, because we don't really know the whole thing. Yeah, you know? that's, that's a hard one to say. I mean, you see reports when you read and everything that go like. Either way, really. Some people say it's like, yeah, it's going to be this much. Other people say it's going to be comparable to what the prices are now, maybe like 50 bucks more. Right, right. Or comparable to the X anyway, but maybe just a little bit more. And it's coming out to look pretty firm that Sony's going to stick at like the 499 mark. That's what I'm thinking. They're probably going to go 499 $500. You know, that's probably what they're going to stick with, Um, you know, as far as price-wise. Now, I'm going to roll it back to you, Ronan, when we were talking about the Switch. Now, like I said, when it, now though, we already know the Switch is going to be very outdated now because we're now in the new generation. It's going to take a little bit more time to, for developers to peel back to the old generation just to port a, a new generation game you know, on the Switch because it doesn't right. have updated specs. So do you think they need to make one uh, a uh, pro um they will eventually kind of goes back to what i said a minute ago they um they're gonna have to eventually just because you know they'll eventually because just seeing some of the ps4 and uh, xbox one games come over right but they always take yes. a hit one way or another they perform good but they take a definite hit and mm-hmm. when you're staring at it on, on the on the handheld screen, it's not that big of a deal because of the way pixels compress, right? It always looks better on a small screen than it does spread out on a big screen. Right. But when you try to play it on your TV, you can definitely tell it's like like Doom and stuff, Wolfenstein. Those, those textures are blurrier, muddier. It still looks passable, but it's not crisp like these other ones. And um, eventually they're going to have to look at the, well, we're going to have to keep porting things because they don't put their games out at a fast enough clip, really. To like mm-hmm. constantly keep something there, so they got to still kind of have to do what everybody else does. And uh, sometimes you got to put your Wolfensteins and your Dooms and your Call of Duties or whatever's over there, right? Right. Fill in some of the gaps in the spacing, and to keep up with that, they'll have to put it out. I mean, that's just a natural progression of all technology. Mm-hmm. Eventually, somebody has to put something new out. And according to their game plan, and I think I've said it on previous podcasts, it's gonna they're eventually gonna put out a new new. Nintendo Switch, right? Just like a new mm-hmm. 3DS XL. They always put that little new with the little, yeah, with the little confetti-looking things around it. It's mm-hmm. like they'll have to come up with a new Nintendo Switch, which they will, and it might be for a more prestige market, but right. Yeah. And, and and you know, especially when we're talking about space, when it comes to the 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 Switch, you know, it doesn't have as much space as it need to have. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, you gotta go out and buy those memory cards for it. Yeah, you gotta buy memory cards for it, you know, and all that type of stuff. You know, it's almost 
like I said, when it comes to switch, it's time to kind of move past those, that memory card little faction, little that little trend that they have, you know, and get more into the 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 storage based builds, you know. Yeah, for that console. always part of what lets them cut the cost though is not putting that. Say you go out and and buy, you know, a few terabyte little little SD card, right? And that's still mm-hmm. unless you catch it on sales, running you on know, sixty, seventy bucks for some of the bigger ones, hundred dollars. Exactly. You know, it gets, and if you add it that to the price of the console, then that adds that price to the console, right? And so I can see mm-hmm. why they don't do it, but I think that it might be nice if they jumped up from the very small amount they have now, and kind of just on the next one, just took it up. Just to the next level, at least you know, sixty-four exactly. ones wouldn't hurt my feelings none. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't help. It wouldn't hurt one bit, you know. So I definitely agree with you on that, man. It's um, uh, it's a very interesting topic uh, that people have been seeing so far. Like uh, people have been battling about it. So yeah, you're right. So moving on, Sue. So, it looks like uh, we got another one. So. A real cool one. So, new Donkey Kong game may be in de- development for the Switch. I don't know how you were, uh, how much of a fan you are of the Donkey Kong series, but I'm a wonderful big, I'm a big fan of the Donkey Kong series. You know, I grew up on it. Uh, so you're probably jonesing pretty hard by now, then, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, know. it says, uh, according to the new report, the lead designer of Donkey Kong. Country Tropical Freeze, Stefan uh, Dupree has returned to Nintendo-owned Retro Studios after two years of hiatus away from the uh, decorated studio. The, re- the report comes way of uh, BGC, which is widely acceptable as a reliable source, especially when uh, the information pertains to the Japanese games industry. At the moment of publishing, it's unclear what project Dupree is returning to work on, but many believe it's to aid in the development of Metroid Prime 4, and uh, which is the only announced project at the studio. As you may know, previous reports have indicated that the uh, game is going through development issues, which explains why we haven't seen or heard anything since its announcement. That is said, there's um, also plenty of speculation. Dupree has returned to work on a new project. Retro Games isn't known for being a two-game developer, but given that Dupree was a lead on Donkey Kong Country, um, has many thinking he's returning to work on a new Donkey Kong game, which as of right now is missing from Nintendo Switch catalog. So, what do you get? What do you think, man? You think he's going to be coming back to re- to actually do it? Yeah, probably. I mean, why would they bring him back to work on a franchise that he's not really the one he's known for versus the one he's not really? Is I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that. You know, he, uh, yeah. I mean, he he's been on that project for a long time, and to finally return, it's got to be looking for development. It's got to be absolute. He's developing the a next uh, lineup for uh, the Donkey Kong franchise. So I, I definitely think, I, I agree with you, man. I think he is coming back for that. That yeah, looks, that looks their, very apparent. Their tent poles up too, you know. They got to keep these characters relevant to some extent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm they, still waiting on that uh that uh 
what you call it, the uh, the F Zero, that finally kick out. Yeah, that would be something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thing. It's about time, man. It's about time. You know, well, it's, that's the it's one you always want to hear them because it's like you, know, you think about like. Um, so I really, I honestly don't play much Switch these days. There's really <laughs> Gotta get back in there. Well, I mean, there's nothing that really, except for like a cool indie game here or there. There's nothing that really. Um, I got my fill out of Odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. And played Breath of the Wild. So I can't play Breath of the Wild anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Rabbids Mario was cool, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. Not a Splatoon fan per se, so I don't play that game. Uh, so when it comes to the Nintendo games that you want to play on a Nintendo console, mm-hmm. it's like the ones that are coming up don't really. I don't care about Pokemon, right? It's not my thing. That not. The what was the Animal Crossing that's coming out? Mm-hmm. I don't know that much. I, I appreciate them. I like them. I think they're cool. I think they're fun to like jump into here and there and like dabble in. But it's not something I really want to invest. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, so it's those are always games I've used as gateway games to get people that I might know that aren't into video games, right? Mm-hmm. Say like I was like I had like my girlfriend or something. They don't really play video games much. They're not interested in Destiny or Call of Duty. You know, so I'm like, check this out. The next thing I know, they got 110 hours in Animal Crossing on the DS. <laughs> and I'm all like, dang, what are you doing? You want to go out? No. Okay, cool. So I'm going to taste of my own medicine now. Right. So, so those games aren't really like my thing per se, but there are a lot of people's things. And so it's good that they're there, but I'm just waiting exactly. for something to come out like Metroid or, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 or mm-hmm. whatever, anything. Please give me something. Yeah, I love my JRPGs on there too, man. My Fire Emblems and all that type of good stuff, man. Those are my those are my things on there that I really like. Uh, but yeah, man, it's um definitely interesting, definitely interesting topic indeed. Next topic: so Nintendo Switch Pro release release date and price predicted by analysts. It says according to one of the industry's leading analysts, Nintendo will release a Nintendo Switch Pro this year. Of course, this is uh, nothing more than a prediction. But according to the uh, said analyst, there are little to no doubts it's going to be happening. Uh, the prediction comes away from uh, Serikan Toto, uh, CEO of Tokyo-based uh, game industry uh, consultancy, uh, Kantan uh, Games. There's, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind, that Nintendo will launch a Nintendo Switch Pro in 2020. My guess is at around uh, $399, said Toto, while speaking to games industry. More specifically, I predicted 4K support, bigger cartridge size, and, of course, beefed-up components. So, I guess that kind of actually, you know, in a way backs up what we're talking about, you know, when it comes to uh, the the pro, you know, now he's saying that, you know, and he's an analyst from the, for Nintendo. So, um, so do you think it's going to be one of those things where they actually release it or at E3, they, they come out with, Hey guys, we've proud to announce that we're going to be coming out with a Nintendo pro, which is coming out in December, blah, 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 blah. You think we're going to see something yeah, like that? Man, man, like I said earlier, I still can't picture them doing that. I guess they could, but it's not going to... It's going to get, like, the hardcore people. But even there, somebody like myself who only cares about, like, 
4k gaming and all the newest best stuff i can get right i'm like um i don't know if i want to spend 400 dollars on one of those unless they say hey we're putting destiny on uh the Nintendo like, I can't even play that lane in bed <laughs> yeah that would actually be uh that would be interesting though that would be interesting you land in the bed playing the grinding right, some destiny yeah, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't argue you know that would be fine <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, it would be it would be interesting. I, I think that you know, I mean, it is needed in a way. You know, like 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 I said, Sergio wasn't wrong. You know, you know what he was saying. Do they kind of need it right now? Not likely, because they're still living their best life right now. But it will become a problem later on. Yeah, like he was definitely. saying, you know, it will become yeah, a problem. Eventually, it will. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's like. Mm, you know, now the developers, they are the whole new thing. They got new technology. They're working with that and to scale it back. That's going to become a problem. And they're going to start costing more because they got to scale back and do more just to port their games over to, you know, to the, the Switch. And that's going to become a problem. So I definitely think that Pro is actually going to, you know, be needed at least around 2020. 20 or yeah, 2021 like I said earlier at like least maybe, you know maybe like spring 2021 maybe uh, that they'll they'll probably yeah yeah they, i can see they, that it's i can see it going either way i could see him doing it at some point this year but mm-hmm. you know they're still doing so phenomenally well with just the regular switch by itself i don't know if they really feel that like there's a need for that but you know, it's still right. was in the plan. Right. The analyst and, isn't wrong about it. But you know, that guy also predicted it would be out. Yeah, he's time. not. It didn't come out last year, but he predicted the light would. But some of these predictions or stuff is kind of like, oh, are you, you get paid to do that? Because I, I could, I could. Yeah, they're skewed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because he, like you said last year, when we read about it last year, he was talking about the um the the light, you know, <laughs> and it did come out. But it wasn't that time that he was saying it was going right. to come out. So, you know, you know, so the same thing, I think, it's with like this one of those things. It's like, uh, okay, you know. well, right now I'm going to put on my analyst hat and say, sometime in 2022 or 2023, you're going to see an Xbox Series X version two and a PlayStation 5 Pro. All right. Right. And they're going to be right. between three and $500. <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, it's coming. And you know it's probably going to be around that, right. you know. Kind of like, but you know, we don't know the exact time, you know. So you're right about that. I mean, you absolutely right about that, you know. So I, I think he's, I think he's right about the aspect. Yes, there is a pro, and I'm almost sure they are working on it. But we just don't know when they're going to come out with it, to be exact. So it looks like uh, making sense of this uh, of the uh, rampant Xbox Series X rumor mill. So a uh, few things excite gamers like the beginning of the new generation of consoles. In December, Microsoft def- uh, confirmed its next gaming uh, system to come out in 2020, of course, and it will will be called the Xbox Series X, and that it's a large monolithic box. It already uh, splitting opinions. Naturally, the internet is flooded with leaks, speculation, and uh, misinformation about how powerful it will be and how much it will cost. So here we unpack the burning uh, questions and cut through 
the noise with some sensible, uh, straightforward uh, answers, starting with the the uh, biggest question. It looks kind of weird, just how big. <laughs> yeah, it's not really like when yeah, you know, I so, pay attention to what the measurements are on it. It's really not that massive. Yeah, people are over exaggerating. You know, the size it's about as long as the X is, right? The, the, the tallness of it is about as long as the X is. That's not that big, honestly. X is kind of a small system, and then it's about as wide the width wise as the front of a original xbox so if you think about that that's not Mm -hmm. close to the size of a actual like pc tower exactly exactly you know and it's uh, you know like i said it's the power and the components that's in this system the reason i mean it's it's actually like that you know actually sit there and think about it uh, according to that it's kind of it's smaller than the size of a box of saltine crackers just like a rectangle of those it's smaller right, than that. Right. And when you look at it at first, when you when now that I think about it, Facts. you just see in pictures, you think that it has to be about that size at least. But it's actually smaller than that. And I don't think that's bad because I could look I'm looking at the, where my systems are set up right now and I could turn my Xbox up on its up vertical right now and it would fit in there just fine. And make it, it look it like that. And it would fit in my Yeah. So mm-hmm. But like earlier I, agree. I, said, I think it's cool. I and think it's uh, cool just to have like a cool new looking thing. It doesn't bother me at all, form factor wise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Let's see. So the current amount of um, shopping list um, aspirations for some basic details about Microsoft's manufacturing partners, as with the uh, Xbox One, AMD, uh, AMD is providing the processor and graphics chip for the Series X, reportedly uh, custom chips based on AMD's most recent. Zen 2 processor, first release for PC users in July, and it's a RDNA graphics architecture. But without actual numbers and details, it's all moot at this stage. We we do know the uh, Series X will use ultra fast G uh, DDR6 memory, but there's no reliable intel on how much. So we know we know some specs on it, but we don't really know the full thing. I think we're we're gonna really get a full in depth um, look probably around. Uh, I would say we probably gonna get a full in depth look E three. That's pretty. Sick. What do you think? Especially we still have to wait till tomorrow too to see what Sony's getting ready to do with CES. Yes, yes, because there's a report that um that they're gonna reveal that the yeah, PlayStation Five. So. I'm literally going to be looking totally at doing something like what mm-hmm. Xbox did at the Game Awards, where it's like, this is what it looks like. This is basically what it does. And we'll go into more detail uh-huh. again, like at E3 or at our own event sometime between now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Is that going to be streamed uh, live? It will I be wonder. something. You'll be able to find it on YouTube somewhere, I'm sure. It doesn't start. It starts at, it'll be nine our time tomorrow night when it comes on, because it's five o'clock Pacific time. So. Okay, and they're going to be showcasing a lot of stuff there as well. So I'm definitely going to tune in and see what's going yeah, on with a couple it. websites uh, where I've read about it. They've actually said, and if you want to watch it live, here's a link to where to go. So I'm sure it'll be on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, you already know, because they pretty much they pretty much did a good job this year by uh, streaming a lot of gaming uh, 
you know, events mm-hmm. really uh, lately. So this probably will be another one that they are, they're going to reveal. So I'm definitely excited for that. But yeah, man, I think that's going to be interesting, man. Uh, you know, the specs. I think a lot of people, when it comes to the XR series, they just want to know, you know, what it looks like, what it all can do. I think that's what everybody's really hyped. Yes, they finally seen the look of it. Uh, and then I've heard a lot of people say, you know, the name, they wasn't expecting right. the name. Yeah. Series so, X, you know. So I'm still not sold on the name. I'm just like, well, it is what it is. But, you know, the people can't yeah. be by that because we're deep enough in the weeds with video games to walk in and already know what we're looking for mm-hmm. and what we want and nobody really has to tell us right we don't have to can i help you find something sir it's like no nah, dude I right can, maybe i could answer some questions you might have. no i got you it know? yeah and exactly like, but to the average person exactly. man, i can't tell you how many people when you go back that i talked to that i thought were more in the loop than they were that well why they thought the wii u was just a wii controller right so <laughs> you can't underestimate the that, like how people just don't pay much right. attention to things. They just see it on a surface level. Like, oh, look at that new controller. And it's like, yeah. Know, I literally had to say, no. Nah, oh, what is that? Console, it's a whole new system. Like, it is? And I was like, yeah. Right. But so people walk in. And already yeah. now when we're trying to talk about, like, say my Xbox, it's like, did I just say X or did I say S? You know, my Xbox One X, I have to go X and make sure people hear what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Like S and X. Like, I'm like, why did y'all make the two letters in the alphabet that sound so similar to each other? Right. Why don't you just be very plain like PS5, PS4, PS3, yeah, so PS2, Xbox PS1, you through. know. Like, and they're like, but it's just called Xbox. But this is the Xbox Series X. And I actually like, like the Xbox Scarlet I, better, I, though. It would have been fine. That actually had a People, really good taste. Yeah, in my they mouth. color coded them. Well, wouldn't that make it easier? Just the scarlet and the just pick another color, right? And it's like, yeah, that would be so cool. Because it is like that, though. Because it's still, Black. it is the. They're like that's. They're, well, they're all. It's just called Xbox now because they want it to be like multi-platform. So when you're playing on your TV, you're playing on your phone, you're playing on your console, you're playing a computer. You're like, I'm playing my Xbox because I'm going to go into the Xbox app and play these games. I guess right. right? They could because they could have changed the color. You know, Scarlet, get your Xbox, you know, something like Mm -hmm. that, you know. But yeah, it's one of those, like, it sounds a little too, like, I don't know if pretentious is the right word, but can I please get the Xbox Series X? It's like, are you sure you want the Series X? You don't don't want the Series S? And I was like, no, not the Series S. I want the Series (laughs) X. It's like, am I buying a new set of headphones here? What is going on? Right. See, see, you made a great point on that one. Like, it's just, I don't know why they, why they. Well, did it's like that. because you know, I was like, Phil Spencer mm. came out and he was like, he's like, they're like, well, is it called the Xbox Series X? And he's like, no, it's just called the Xbox, actually. And I'm like, well, no, because if you want that specific model, you have to go in and say, can I get an Xbox Series X? Right? You can't just be like, yes, because hey, you have to market it to. I want to get the Xbox, and mm-hmm. the dude at Best Buy is going to go, well, okay, which one? And people are gonna yeah, go. Right, what do you mean? Right. Which one? The, the Xbox. And that what the I want that one. The one, that, yeah, the one with Halo on it. And they're like, well, all these have Halo on them. So do you want the one that's four hundred, the one that's three hundred, <laughs> or the one that's five hundred, or do you just want this digital one? That's it's like, uh, yeah, okay. See, and that's gonna make it very confusing because we haven't really talked about how they're going to 
how the stores are going to be able to market and talk about it. Like, say if you got a regular that don't really follow, you know, what we follow, and they're trying to say, hey, I'm on the new Xbox. I'm on a, I want an Xbox. Huh? Which one, then? Right, it's not like you're going in uh, saying, let me get a Switch or a Switch Lite, or let me get a PS5. Right, right. I mean, right. The, and so, at that point, there won't be the multiple systems out yet, except for maybe Xbox, if they launch that Lockheed at the same time. But yes, I do yeah. not like that, dude. That just drives me insane. You know, it's like yeah, okay, it's so going to be very confusing. Now man. you got to have a base console again that's lower powered than the big console, and you got to base the base level of the games. So I'll have to match the lower console, but then you can slightly enhance them for four K visuals or something for the bigger right, console. Right, but I can't play my college. I can't play this game in sixty FPS because the one of the lower mm-hmm. ones can only do thirty FPS, and so now my big one's locked at thirty FPS to play with the little one. Now, what they were saying and, is that Lockhart is going to be pow- just as powerful as the PS4. I mean, PS5, I mean. you know. But the thing is, we don't know how powerful the PS5 is. We, they've been so tight-lipped about everything. We don't know well, how the, powerful it is. And I think, generally, if that's going to be as powerful as the PS5, that means that it's basically going to be as powerful as the Series X. Exactly. Because exactly. those two have basically the same hardware in them. And even when you get down to like people right now freaking out about like, well, does the PS5 only have nine teraflops or does it have 12? And I'm We don't like, know that know. yet. We Nobody don't know. Knows. Nobody knows that. And with you the know. way systems are made anymore and the way they do architectures in these consoles, totally whatnot, different. how much is it really going to matter? You know, at exactly. some point you just get diminishing returns on how many... All I want to know is that can I play my Destiny on 1080p 60 frames per second? That's what I want to know. Less intensive games am I getting? Am I getting my 4K native with my 60 frames? At exactly. Am I going to be able to? You know, I want. Like I said, PS5. They're going to bring out their specs when they release it. They're going to show you what they got. You know, that's what they've just waited for. The thing about Sony is they this time around they was waiting. They look they seen they was waiting for Xbox to go ahead and show their whole hand. So that way when they come out with what they got to reveal, they they learn from what they've seen. You know, it's almost like they planned it ahead of time with all exactly. the interviews they were doing last year. We're not going right? to E3. Like we, we're not doing all this. Out all these. Mm-hmm. Right, and they just did these little small leaks where they just kept adding a little more nugget information here, a little sprinkling exactly. something there to force Microsoft to be like, "Well, we got to do something because they're talking and we ain't talking." Mm-hmm. We're giving them a little, you know, little breadcrumbs to to think about. It's you like know. really baiting them into another like, "This is how you share games trap." Mm-hmm. And what is, what's going to be very interesting is 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 is. <laughs> PlayStation gonna win another another round of the next generation, you know. I'll tell you the advantage I think they have right now. If you sat me down in front of my in front of my Amazon app, right, and was like, mm-hmm. okay, you can pre-order either one of these now, and you can only get one of them. You know, I'm gonna pre-order the PS5 mm-hmm. because that's where the games that I know are there are right exactly i don't know i don't know what the games i'm intrigued i'm excited and of course i'm gonna buy it because you know like Mm -hmm. they bought all these studios that are making all these games right so if i want to play hellblade 2 gonna probably go to my xbox right because that's where it's gonna be that's right all these other studios and what they're making i don't know 
might be something I like, might not be something I like. Right. But I know I like Last of Us. I know I like God of War. I know I like Spider Man. You know, on it, and right? On and on. I know I'm probably gonna like God for when that comes out. A I new know, IP Horizon for uh, PlayStation. Gonna... Right, Horizon Two. Right, you know? that's right. Horizon so, Two. You know, all of the all of those things that we know and love. You know, it's coming. It's coming. And of course, Ghost of Tsushima. When that gets out there, that looks epic. You've seen the trailer; it looks stunning. You know, mm-hmm. it looks I mean, they, great. They have the brand recognition battle won right now, and mm-hmm. it's like Xbox has their hardcore people, you know, like Sergio, that want their Xboxes. But I definitely spend more time on my PS4 than I do my Xbox. Right. The only time I turn my right. Xbox on is if. It's got to say something on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Right to them on Game Pass. I was playing Untitled Goose Game last night because it was free on my Game Pass. That's right. The price of Game Pass. And I had to buy it on PlayStation. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go over here and play it. I'm going to load up uh, Devil May Cry 5 here in a little while and play some of that, right? Mm-hmm. It's on my Game Pass. Just like I want to get Rainbow Six Quarantine when that comes out. I want that. I know that's coming out on PS5. You know, I want to make sure, you know, I'm, I got it. That's a game that I really like. I, you know, the thing is this. You want to go to the place that you know and love first. You know, you go to the place you know. You're going to purchase the PS5. Of course, I'm going to purchase the PS5. You're going to purchase the PS5. We're going to have them. The thing is this. What's really going to really tell is because of the prices. Now, we all know the regular, the regular everyday nine to five guy. He's going to go with what he loves, of course, but he wants to go with what he can afford. Now, the only thing that's going to help them, Xbox, when it comes to pricing and marketing that and showing the public, hey, this is going to be this amount, is that Lockhart, which is the cheap man's version of the Xbox Series X. That's the only thing that's probably going to say because you know there's going to be a lot of those guys that's going to buy the series, that, that they're going to buy the uh, the Lockhart. You know what I mean? They're going to buy that and the PS5. Not everybody can afford that. Hundred dollars, right? Well, not everybody can afford either one of those anyway, right? Exactly, exactly. So it's still going to take people time to get that, get those consoles anyway when they come out. Well, yeah, the only people that are going to have those consoles the day one they come out are people like us that bother to go on podcasts and talk about them. You know, that's right. Hardcore people. That's right. Hardcore streamers. Yeah. It goes down to two, like talking about just a swing back of that back compat stuff real quick, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times when a console first launches, you might have a couple, three games at launch. Usually there's just one at launch maybe that you want to play and might be good, might not be good, right? Exactly. So it's like you're going to want to crutch back on, say, like Ghost of Tsushima or whatever, right? And put that in and say, well, I'm just going to play this on my PS5 because it can play it. I got a right. reason to use my new system and appreciate my new UI and anything else that's just the excitement of the moment. So I'm exactly. Play it here. So, but you're going to be doing that for a while until like, because most of the good games don't come out to the second and third waves, right? Right, right, right. Now with this, so with this uh, generation, I think it's only what I think. I think that they're really going to be marketing heavy uh, when it comes to the new games that they haven't showed us at this E3 coming up. We're going to see all of the games that they're going to be releasing you know, for this year, you know, at that particular E3, you know, games we haven't even seen now. For the new systems? Yeah, for the new systems that we haven't seen. But still, that even goes down to, that's still the launch window usually, right? So That's right. The launch window is from November when it launches until, say, like March, 
right? Exactly. For that, exactly. First, that first quarter. So some of those games won't even be coming out at first. So we're still going to want right. to go back and and jam on some of their old ones. I mean, there's going to be some good, cool new stuff, I'm sure. I'm super interested in then right. gotten off on the PlayStation land again. We we're talking about, <laughs> but but, uh, but it they, goes they, hand they, in they hand. Somehow, yeah, they've somehow shown more to me a little bit. Exactly, I mean, they haven't, but they've shown me something I'm more interested in. Let's mm-hmm. say, right? Mm-hmm. More interested in like that 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 uh, Gearbox game than anything Xbox is showing. Yeah, it looks yet. great. It, that game looks great. You know, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great when it does come out. Um, especially that uh, there was this uh, this kind of Tenchi game that they they were they were showcasing as well that looks really good. I was like, you know what? That's gonna be cool. That's gonna be cool. You know, on mm. you know, it, they showed a lot of really good stuff. You know, and I was surprised. Like I said, this game of year, this game awards was actually one of the best game awards I've seen. You know, in a long time, they really. They really pull out all the stops for this one. Yeah, it felt like E3 to me. I was like, man, <laughs> all these games. Yeah, you know, it's going to show you the the switch and relevance of E3 too anymore. Yeah, and and I think that's that's something because you remember we had Gamescom that was hype. You know, we just and now we got the Game Awards. That's just you know that was. And and what's sad is like that the uh E three wasn't really that good this year, you know. No, nah, but you know what what everybody turned their attention to and what was was PAX West. Yes, PAX and West was great. PAX, PAX is coming up like hardcore. I mean it has been for a few years, but yeah, that, this last year was the first one where I was like and probably because, you know, I'm a bungee guy, right? And so I know that if mm-hmm. I want to go see bungee stuff, even I gotta go so to PAX than, West. Even more so than formerly Guardian Con, right? That's it's right. Like you go to Guardian Con to hang out with the community, but if you wanted to see the Bungie show off the stuff, you mm-hmm. went to PAX West. They weren't even messing with E three, really. You know, they, yeah, were they weren't. Gamescom. They weren't. They did the thing at Gamescom. They did the thing at PAX West. wasn't really a whole lot going on at E three, and that just kind of a microcosm of like what E three's been doing these days. It's like, yeah. oh man, yeah. Now yeah. I do think this time around it's going to be a big E three because of the generation bring in, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to have to be. It's because last one... year I watched the Microsoft thing, and mm-hmm. then at the, I kept checking my phone. I would go on to IGN and Polygon and all the game sites every day. I would check my phone like, okay, what's the what's the hottest freshest news? It's like oh, I don't see anything. Yeah. Uh, freshest news? No, don't really see anything. <laughs> I was like, nothing ever really popped up. That like. Caught your attention, man. Even the even the year before. Now, of course, yes, Avengers game, cool. Yeah, I'm ready to play that game. That's gonna be great too, you know. But it's like, um, it because because the generation was ended, it was like it really wasn't, you know, nothing that people was excited about, really. I mean, it you know all of those games that they really showed came out already. You know, except for a couple of ones that haven't came out yet that's coming out next year. But it's not yeah, really Sony showed their hand at other things, right? They did. So like, they did. You're like Last of Us, we're gonna just have our own event. Don't worry about it. Here it is. Exactly. You know, and they showed it. And now with them all doing their with their state of plays and Nintendo Directs and their whatever the Xbox one's called, right? Mm-hmm. Inside it's, Xbox, you, yep. Yeah. And so, you know, it's really 
they come. I'm, I hope so, man. I miss the excitement of E3. I do, man. It, it, I really love when you're hyped about, oh, man, what game is coming out next? Because you remember when well, Anthem, like, that year, when Anthem uh, was showcased, and even Spider-Man, those, that was the hype year right there. That was a hype year. I think it was 2018 at E3. Yeah. It was hype. That's, that's what it's, it's missing the hype because it's, there's no, like, last year, specifically, there was no, like, moment. Like, I remember previous years, um, you know, like Sony would put on their press conference at a, like a local theater, and you uh-huh. would go to like the movies, yeah, and like watch the press conference at the movies if you wanted to. And they would they would have reps there with like I know at Tinseltown here they would have reps there that were handing out like uh, swag bags when you walked in. Oh man, and just full of stuff, right? And mm-hmm. it was just like you were part of the event, right? Even if you wanted to do something and not watch it at home on your TV, right? It exactly. was something to go and do, and it would sell out every time. There were a couple years I missed it because it just sold out. So mm-hmm. fast, and I was couldn't like, get oh, to wow, it. That's crazy, but and so then the next day you did that, or you watched this stuff at home. The next day you would go to work, right? And anybody that you worked with, or people that I worked with, there were also gamers. We would just sit there all day long and just like, man, you know, like, see a water cooler moment. Dude, what is that? What is this? What did you check this out? What's that? And then for the rest of the week, you would have those little nuggets like mm-hmm. tossed in there, like, oh man, check this out. They announced this for this or this DLC for this game, which was cool. And this yeah. year was just straight up silence, man. It really wasn't, wasn't much. Yeah, time. man, there was nothing booming. Like it, that was the. I think this was the most. And I think to their defense, it's because the generation was ending. I guess I can kind of give it that. There's not really. There wasn't really nothing hype about it. You know, they wanted to try to pull out of their right. brand, of course. You know, it's not much left to talk about. And mm-hmm. Not ready to talk about anything that's coming out because it was a bit too soon for most. It of was a bit too soon, you know, and uh, they just was like, "We're just going to continue to put on the event, you know. We're going to use what we have, uh, what games we got that we're revealing, you know. And next year is going to be the great one. So it's like, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to 2020s one. I'm definitely looking forward to it because I know it's going to be great. They're going to release some things, and hey, we might even get the Anthem 2.0 reveal for for that one. You know, <laughs> that would be cool, right? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, I still I still watch the videos about that game on the YouTube. And yeah, oh just man, think about it. like I, I'd love to play that, but I have no interest <laughs> in playing it. The last time I signed into Anthem, man, a couple a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I signed in. I was just flying around the world, just randomly shooting stuff, just, you know, just messing around. And there were so few people playing it now that this one person saw me in there and found me and followed me around for like 20 minutes. Oh, was, man. I was like, go away. Leave me alone. I just want to fly around, do stuff. Right. And every time I turned around, this he person was there because they were so excited to see another player, I think. They were just like, oh, I'm going to stick with them. It's so sad to me how that game failed from grace when it could have been so much more like. The hype behind Anthem was real, man. That was it. The game, I felt it at first. Like, I was like, yeah, this is a good game. I can't wait to constantly play this game. You know, yeah, the, the, the bones of awesome were there. They just didn't put any meat on them. Yeah, that's the that's the sad thing. Like I said, can I see them coming back, you know, with uh, the two point and actually making a comeback? Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible. They just better deliver on everything. You know, they've been they fixed everything um that was really wrong with the game. Now they just need to get to the meat and potatoes of the game, the end game. So that's gotta have all that and fix the loot system. That's right. Know, the loot and the end game. Put the, and, 
They addressed that. So too. these other games, any of the divisions, destinies, any of the mm-hmm. ongoing games is like you're getting weapons. You know you're getting weapons, and so you're looting and you're getting weapons or armor, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll check this out. This gun's cool. I want to do this gun now. I want to go for a better version of this gun with a better roll. Mm-hmm. And in Anthem, I was getting my guns, and I was like, well, I don't know. This one shoots slower than the other one, but none of them really seem all that spectacular yeah and then they put out a few better ones right with that cataclysm they put out they put out those other those yeah new ones, right? yeah i, I got a couple of like, them yep like crazy cool fantasy destiny style weapons or whatever mm-hmm. i got but a couple of masterworks like, yeah the stay the system still wasn't built very well around no man it's like so it's like so they got a I, I got faith in Bioware to do their rework, and I'm glad they're not totally giving up on the game. And I'm like, I'm gonna keep my copy, and I recommend it to a few people. I'm like, dude, the game's like ten bucks anyway. Yeah, right? go buy it. Just go ahead, pick it up, get in the door in six months or a year, whenever it comes out with 2.0, you'll already be in the door. You'll be sitting there, exactly. you drop it in. Hopefully, have a great time. Exactly, and you you'll have a great time with. Like I said, I I'm looking forward to 2.0 and see what they got to offer. That's I'm waiting for that. You know. Let's see what they got, you know. And meanwhile, all these other looter shooters are still live. Like Division, Division is still live. People still playing Division Two. You know, the next expansion is coming out this spring. I think it's March or something like that. The next expansion with the new, you know, yeah. all of those things are coming, are coming out. So it's it's like, uh, you know. They're not sitting. They're not sitting by. You know. I think they learned from what division, what the what they saw division when division came out. Division two came out, and uh, they blew they blew the hats off of people. They had their end game. They were showing you end game. They were showing you, okay, we got a raid. We got all this stuff. We fixed mechanics. You know, seeing all this stuff, I think that would kind of that they knew. You know, the impact that division two was going to have. Because they all came out around the Destiny 2's expansion came out right when Anthem, you know, their their uh, Season of Drifter came out literally right after, right when Anthem dropped. So it was just like, you dealing with that. Then you also had, uh, you know, because they had the beta and then they launched it. Everybody from Destiny went from there to Destiny, from Anthem to Destiny, and Anthem to Destiny. And until they realized that there was no end game, and that's what slowed people down, right? Then, mm-hmm. but uh, it's we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, I have faith in them to to do it right now. I've heard rumors that they're working on a new a new Mass Effect. So, uh, you know, I'll be hyped for that. You know me, but um, yeah, man, we'll see what's going on with it. We're gonna keep tabs on it. But that is all we got for today, guys. I definitely appreciate everybody for coming through. Uh, Sergio, you know, he's been in the bushes, but, you know, I definitely appreciate him for coming through. And uh, next, he tried his best. He, he tried his best right when he, he was getting hype, you know. <laughs> he, he was getting ready to go on a tear for sure. Yeah, he was. I, we, we was, we, it was a deep discussion, but uh, I definitely, uh, um, definitely want to, uh, definitely congratulate, congratulate all you guys for the, for a successful one year, man. It's been a one year anniversary for you guys too, man. It's crazy, right? Yeah, man. Coming he coming here and doing your thing, man. So definitely congratulations to you guys. We're gonna have another great year. And we got two new guests, of course. You're gonna Ronan, you're gonna love Ray Banks. She's great. You're gonna love her. She's she's wonderful. 
and uh, she's so cool. She got she you know her story is phenomenal. You're gonna love it. You know, she's a great designer and everything like that. So she's a woman of culture. So you're definitely gonna love her. You can follow her on Facebook too. Uh, I definitely send a link. Um, but uh, and also uh, Mr. Doobie, really cool guy. You know, you're gonna you're gonna love him too. He's great. Uh, yeah, so we gotta be adding some new people to the family. So it's gonna be great, man. We're gonna have some great shows, and I, I'm so excited for you know, what we're gonna hear from in the next couple of days, especially with the PS5 reveal and all that good stuff. So we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week. So uh, we gonna stay tuned, guys. Until next time, I hope everyone have a wonderful Sunday, and we will see you later. Bye bye.